Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. We are into the getting close to the middle part of January, and that means we are also into the middle part, almost the halfway part of the high school basketball season. Many teams have already played double-digit games, uh, upwards of 12, even 14, 15 games in some cases, which means that they are past the halfway point in their regular season, which means that we're starting downhill. We're starting to uh, think about the postseason. We're starting to think about conference championships. There's a lot of, uh, of good things to happen in the coming weeks in high school basketball and high school sports in general. And we want to take this chance to remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving, every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Today on the WSN Podcast, we are going to focus our attention on a great event coming up this weekend in Lacrosse at the Lacrosse Center, the Midwest Players Classic, which is uh, really grown to be one of the best in-season events in the state of Wisconsin, uh, in- encompassing a number of teams from not only in-state that are outstanding, but also some very high-level teams from outside of Wisconsin. Three states represented. Actually, there would have been four, uh, but one team from uh, Omaha, Nebraska had to pull out. Uh, so uh, some really high-level teams. And as we'll talk about with our guest, Brad Reinhart, the head coach at Aquinas, a boys basketball coach there, and also one of the organizers of the Midwest Players Classic. We'll talk with him about some of the amazing uh, alumni, amazing games and performances that, that we have seen at the Midwest Players Classic. Some uh, some very high-level names, uh, double-digit players that have gone on to play in the NBA, over 50 players that have gone on to play college basketball. There's uh, some, some very high-level D1 kids that will be there this year once again at the Midwest Players Classic. So we'll, uh, we'll talk with Coach Reinhardt in just a moment uh, about that event, how it came about this year's field, and, and get a little bit of a preview there. And that'll be, again, the bulk of our conversation today. Uh, we are chugging along on our, our regular content at Wisports.net. You can find all of uh, the, the things that you have come to expect and love on WSN, including our weekly coaches polls that come out on Tuesday for boys and girls basketball. You can check out our Athlete of the Week uh, uh, nominees that uh, that come out on Monday. The three-point challenge leaderboard, the weekly leaderboard, has uh, started to be uh, updated every week, where you can check out the top three-point shooters in the state as, uh, as those players vie to uh, qualify at the end of the year for the three-point challenge at the WIAA State Championships. Uh, looking forward to getting back to that. Looking forward to getting back to, uh, again, a, a more normalized and regular state championship this year. Um, everything on track as of now with a, excuse me, a little bit of a caveat that there's still some restrictions in Dane County and the University of Wisconsin that um, I think need to be uh, people need to be aware of. And certainly the WI is cognizant of and and having those discussions with uh, the University of Wisconsin to make sure that they can hold the event that they they need to, um, but we'll we'll get some more information on that in the coming weeks. I think is really the you know there's a lot of planning that goes into everything, and so if if which I I don't think will happen, but if there were changes that were needing to be made, that uh, that those things can can get underway. As you recall, last year when. Um, you know, it, it appeared that the uh, the larger events at the Cole Center and at the Rush Center were not going to be possibilities. They they shifted 
and went the uh, the the two venue route at Menominee Nation Arena in Oshkosh and the Lacrosse Center in Lacrosse. Certainly, fine events that that ended up working out well, and um, you know I, I think people were uh, happy to at least have something, but uh, you know not not what we would like, not what we would want to have to do again. So again, we'll see on, on how, how all of that plays out. Certainly, you can find all the information and news uh, for boys basketball from Mark Miller. Uh, you can follow him at WISBBYearbook on Twitter. You can check out all of his stuff on WIS Sports. He just got through updating several of the player rankings for the classes of uh, 2025, 24, and 23. Uh, so you can check those out, midseason updates for, uh, for player rankings, and of course, all the news and notes that, that go on throughout the year. Norbert Durst, our girls basketball writer, you can follow him at Norbert Durst on Twitter, uh, get all the news and information there. He just had uh, an update from last night, actually, uh, as we record this on Wednesday. Last night, the uh, the state record for most points in a game got threatened is uh, McFarland sophomore Tegan uh, Malegny. Scored 62 points last night, uh, coming up just shy of the state record of 64 points that had been set by Megan Gustafson of South Shore uh, a few years ago. So a big scoring performance there. And of course, you can check out Norbert's uh, all of Norbert's work on Wisports.net. Uh, game recaps, uh, just updated some player rankings as well. Uh, so you can check out all your basketball news and notes on WSN. And of course, still some off-season stuff going on for other sports. There's still some football stuff. Uh, coming out here and there, coaching changes, uh, you know, schedule updates for next year. Very soon, in the next few weeks, I'll start work on a class of 2023 preliminary junior rankings. So we'll do a top 50 uh, later this month or early February, along with some others to watch. And then in the summertime, in uh, in July, we'll uh, we'll go through that again and and provide an update and, and get into more detailed positional rankings as well. But you can look for an updated class of 2023 player rankings for football coming in the next month or so on WSN. But uh, we will get in just a moment to our conversation, uh, an interview I I had a chance to record with Coach Reinhardt, and uh, we'll get into that. Uh, Check out some more information on the Midwest Players Classic. And by the way, you can check out the full schedule with all the revisions and and updates that have been been made. Uh, You can check out the the ticket information, um, all kinds of stuff, uh, previews of all the teams you can check out on our article on uh, wisports.net. As a reminder, that event Friday and Saturday at the Lacrosse Center, we'll get into some more details with Coach Reinhardt in just a moment. But as of right now, let's get into that conversation and, and check out some more information on the Midwest Players Classic. And as promised, the bulk of our conversation today is going to focus on this weekend's event at the Lacrosse Center in Lacrosse, one of the biggest in-season tournaments, something that's really grown over the years, and I've had a chance to attend it a number of times. The Midwest Players Classic, back for 2022 after being canceled last year and Brad, how many? Actually, uh, before I, uh, I suppose I should introduce our guest, Brad Reinhardt, the uh, head boys basketball coach at Aquinas, and also one of the organizers of the uh, Midwest Players Classic. Uh, coach, appreciate you joining us. Remind me, when is the last time we actually had uh, Midwest Players Classic? Because I know there was some time in there in the last few years. It also got canceled because of weather. So, where, what are, what are we looking here? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Travis. Uh... We are, uh, we had the event last year, but we had to revise to an all Wisconsin lineup. Um, so that was the first time we had 
eight games, but they all featured Wisconsin-only teams due to the COVID stuff. Uh, and then the year before, we played one game, uh, Aquinas versus West Salem, but all the other travel was canceled due to weather. Uh, so this will be the first regular. We've got fans back. We've got teams from from four states joining us. Um, you know, first, you know, real expanded, uh, normal version of it in the last couple of years. Gotcha. All right. So we're we are happy to be back. We are happy to to have it back at the Lacrosse Center with a, a regular lineup. Um, we'll get into it a little bit later, but there there's been some incredible games at the uh, at the Midwest Players Classic over the years. Some incredible performances. Players that have gone on to be high level Division One players and NBA players uh, had to put on quite a show. And again, we'll talk about that uh, coming up. But I want to start at the beginning, and and if you could take us back to kind of the genesis of this event, uh, what, you know, what started it, um, what the, the goals were and kind of how things got going with the Midwest players class at the first event back in 2011. Yeah. So, so back in 2011, uh, Rick Schneider was the head coach here at Aquinas. Uh, I was an assistant under him and uh, coming off of our time where we had um, some really nice teams that had Scott Christofferson or our 08 state team or, or uh, Jimmy Whitehead uh, shortly thereafter. Those types of teams here at Aquinas were getting invites to play in events in, in Minnesota and in, in, in Mark Miller's border battle and, and, and some of those types of events, um, the yearbook shootout. And we just thought that lacrosse was this like perfect location um, to be this crossroads between Wisconsin and Minnesota, uh, to pull from maybe Iowa and, and get these teams together. And, and we knew that we had a great venue in town here um, in the lacrosse center that was home to a CBA team for a number of years um, in the lacrosse catbirds and, and just had a, a, a good sense of, of the basketball community's support of, of something like this coming to our area. Um, so Rick started talking to his contacts and, and seeing if teams would be interested in, in coming to, to play games here. And, and it was right at the outset where I believe Matt Thomas and, and Bronson Koenig were freshmen in the area. So we had some, some talent to showcase um, that teams might be interested in coming in and playing. And, and that really was, was what led to uh, the start of this event back in 2011. And I was at that first event back in 2011. I, that was a heck of a lineup, even in year one. Um, you mentioned uh, Matt Thomas would have been at Onalaska, Bronson Koenig at Aquinas. That Milwaukee King team was loaded. I, they might have even gone to the state championship that year. Uh, Linmar would have had Marcus Page, who went on to yeah. a very successful career at North Carolina. Um, Absolutely. Um, you look right at... Away. Um, some of the, some of those teams, right? Uh, uh, Linmar was was loaded, as you said, with with Marcus Page and a couple other collegiate players. I'm pretty sure that Eastview team had Joey King on it. They went to play at at Minnesota, um, and, and just some epic games there. You know, all those games were close, and and really at that time in 2011, I mean, we're talking some of the big boys of high school basketball at that point in time for a first year event, right? I mean, Madison Memorial was coming off of some great runs. St. Paul Johnson had great teams. Um, you, you said King, you know, so it was really some, some, some premier programs to start an event with, which really I think is what set the table for a successful run that we've had. And as we talked about, there have been a number of really elite level 
players that have played in this event over the years as well. Um, it's a big list of Division One players, and there's a lot of NBA players. But as you look over some of the past participants, what are some of those names that stand out? You know, as as I think about games and, and players that we've had, um, two of the two of the most impressive performances that we've seen, um, where where the whole arena was just buzzing. We had we had Brad Davison, who's now playing for the Badgers, playing with Maple Grove, and and he ended up just lighting it up for thirty nine points back in in twenty sixteen. Um, and, and with every made basket, like it just got the, the, the energy level just got more and more, you know, just, just buzzing in the arena. And then the same thing, the following year with, with Michael Jones from Woodbury, he's playing at Davison. Now um, he put on a show, just shooting the three at such a high level um, for 37 points. That was, that was just remarkable. So those two really stick out in my mind as, as like, wow, performances, but but some of the individuals that we saw, I mean, there was a year I believe we saw um, Henry Ellenson go head to head with Reed Travis, and and so De La Salle and 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 uh, and Rice Lake, and, and talk about two players that played at a really high level at the Division One level, and and Henry obviously with a short stint in the NBA, um, really really impressive there. Um, we've been just fortunate that that some of these teams have been you know, repeat attendees for us. And, and, you know, whether it's Kakana coming with talent and, and guys like Jordan McCabe or lacrosse central with their loaded teams, you know, making appearances. And I don't know, man, Ty- Tyrell Terry was awesome for De La Salle and he's now playing with the Grizzlies. Um, Robbinsdale Cooper with Rashad Vaughn. I mean, he came in and, and did his thing in 2013 and had 25 points and, was just, you know, the, the best athlete on the floor all day long. So we, we've been blessed to see some some pretty amazing kids. And, of course, last year, uh, Jalen Suggs went, uh, what was he, two or three in the NBA draft? and Yeah, yeah. Many, uh, you know, I mean, uh, Jalen Suggs in, in their battle with Central. Um, I mean, I can't even remember how I forgot about that one. You know, yeah, Jalen's, you know, man, a heralded draft pick, you know, a lottery pick and, and doing his thing with the magic and, and yeah, I mean, he was, he played in our event, I think four times uh, over the course of his high school career, obviously being able to play as I think an eighth grader. Um, so it's just, just awesome that the teams like that have chosen to come back year over year. In that 2019 battle between Minnehaha and lacrosse central, it might be three top five picks, at least lottery picks. From that game, you had Jalen Suggs <laughs> from Minnehaha, Minnehaha. You have Chet Holmgren, who is a number one or number two pick, likely uh, from Minnehaha, and then Johnny Davis playing his way into that lottery as well. That's just one game. The forecasting, yeah, the forecasting for Johnny's uh, about the same right now. So yeah, that's that's one game, right? I mean, just just pretty impressive. Um, yeah, it's 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 been awesome. We've had you know players land at Duke and Michigan State, and, and I just the big boys of college basketball, just, just pretty cool to, to have our local fans and, and players um, and youth players, especially like there's nothing better to me than seeing the youth kids sitting courtside with some sponsor passes and, and watching these kids that they're going to eventually end up watching at the division one level or, or pro level. It's just pretty cool to see. 
If you are going to the Midwest Players Classic this weekend or any game this weekend or throughout the year, we want to remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. And uh, we're, you know, again, looking forward to getting back to some normalcy this year. We're, we're talking with Brad Reinhardt, the head boys basketball coach at Aquinas, and one of the organizers of the Midwest Players Classic. Uh, Brad, I, I know that this is a, a labor of love. There's a lot of work that that certainly goes into it. Um, how early do you start working on this? I imagine you're already working on teams for next year's event. Yeah, we're, we're well ahead of next year's event uh, already. So it's it's probably a 14-month effort to, to pull this thing together. Uh, the first teams that I reached out to for next year was probably, you know, about two months ago. Um, so we're, we're probably two thirds of the way full for next year in terms of teams that we're in conversations with and trying to set games up for, um, so, so that's kind of, you know, the timeline that it, that it takes to, to pull this thing together, right? Those athletic directors, as soon as you're in season, they're, they're, uh, they're getting hungry to make sure they got the schedule full for the next year. And they're working with their coaches about which games they want to keep, which games they they like to see replaced, events they want to see their teams going to. So we just want to be out in front of that and make sure that our event can be a priority for any teams that are looking to come. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into uh, to this year's event. We'll we'll talk about some of the games coming up, but just give us a, a rundown of the nuts and bolts: the where, the when, how do they get there, what's the cost, kind of t- yeah. take us through some of that basic stuff. Yeah, so our events Friday and Saturday of this week, January 14 and 15, um, we're, we're hosted at the at the newly renovated Lacrosse Center. Uh, if you haven't been there in a while, they were they were fortunate enough to step in and and fill the void for the WIA State Tournament as one of the two sites for the boys and girls last year. Uh, the venue seats about 4,000 fans, 4,500 fans. It's completely renovated. Um all new hoops, all new scoreboards, all new seating and concessions amenities and locker rooms have been redone. So uh, just a, just an awesome uh, venue with a pro sized floor and, and courtside seating and everything that you'd want uh, to put on an event like this. So, so Friday and Saturday, we'll be down there. Um, we, we try to keep the ticket as affordable as possible because in our opinion, there's, there's nothing worse than going to an event and having great basketball played, but but you can hear the ball bounce and it's an empty gym. So with this uh, 4,000 seat arena, we want to fill it up as best we can. And and we've done that the last few years that it's been a regular event. We've had regularly 1,500 to 2,000 fans in there for some of our showcase games. And, and over the course of a day, we'll put 3,500 fans through there, no problem. Um, so, so we're looking forward to a Friday ticket price of $5 gets you all three games on Friday night. Uh, and then a Saturday ticket price of $10 and that gets you nine games on Saturday. The uh, games, if, if people can't attend, maybe they got something going on. Maybe there's youth basketball, maybe their team plays. Uh, I, I believe all of the games will be available to be streamed. Is that correct? Yeah. In one capacity or another, we've yeah. um stream uh the the local games for us um we are going to have a, a local radio station in, in wkty it's our 580 am station here in lacrosse uh they're gonna they're gonna do 
um, some some games on Saturday for us. So they're going to do the 9 a.m. game and the 10:30 game, which feature the Aquinas girls and, and our Aquinas boys. Uh, and then they're also going to do on Alaska's game at 3 p.m. And then all of the other event, all the other games at the event. So nine other games will be um, available to view on the the Just a Game streaming service uh, with a dedicated link on their website. Uh, their staff's going to come in and set up their equipment and make sure that all of those other games are available for our out of market teams uh, fans that aren't able to attend uh, to be able to tune in. All right. Well, let's get to this year's games and uh, nine games on Saturday, three on Friday. Is this the, is this the first year that you've done the two day schedule, or was it planned last year? I can't remember. Yeah, this is this is the first year that we decided to uh, go to two days. Uh, this was kind of my <laughs> my response to getting uh, snowed out and 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 re- had to revise everything last year. I was like, well, let's just go bigger and better this year. Um, I have a ton of teams interested, a ton of good teams interested, and we always, you know, have had access to the center on Friday for our Saturday event, whether it's to set up or to do shoot arounds or whatever. Um, so I said, well, why don't we just use it? And why don't we just have games that evening, whether they're local games or teams that want to come in and get two games, um, let's use it. So, so we decided we'd, we'd add three games on Friday night. Um, and, and they were very easy to fill. Teams were excited to have the opportunity to, to come in and play. So uh, we're going to start at 6 o'clock uh, with our first game. It'll be our, uh, our team, the, the Aquinas Blue Golds, against the Black River Falls Tigers uh, in, a, in a 6 o'clock game there. Um, Black River Falls has a really nice player in, in Evan Anderson, who's, who's a young kid but, but really scores it well. And then their coach's kid, uh, um, Coach Colley's kid is is also a really nice player for them. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity. Not a team that that our our team is gets to match up with frequently. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one as a, a good non conference test and a and a good kickoff to the event for our guys. The rest of the schedule on Friday would uh, include DeForest taking on Caledonia. That should be a really interesting matchup. DeForest, of course, one of the better Division two teams in Wisconsin. Caledonia, uh, are they in the last? King brother, finally, or is there still more coming after Eli? Uh, last, it's known to me. You never know; they keep coming. But, uh, but yeah, Eli, I think is the last of that that run with Owen and Noah. Um, he's committed to go play at Iowa State next year. Obviously, uh, DeForest really well coached, uh, and and Craig Wisebro's son Max is is having a fantastic year for them, and and going to play college basketball himself. Um, I think that'll be a really, really good, really competitive game. Two teams that are really well coached and and compete really hard, right? They're, they're teams that just get after it. So I think that 7:30 game will be be a fun one to watch. DeForest went to the Division One state tournament last year in that revised uh, tournament structure. Caledonia has won a number of state titles in uh, Minnesota over the years, and again, one of the better teams in the state again this year. Onalaska will take on Fox Valley Lutheran in the nightcap. Uh, Onalaska, uh, always a contender in the Mississippi Valley Conference under Coach Cowell, went to the state tournament last year. Fox Valley Lutheran off to a, a really good start this season. So, again, that's the 9 o'clock game on Friday. Saturday, a girls game to kick things off. You've, you've done this uh, a number of times, getting some of the girls teams involved. Uh, 9 a.m., Aquinas in Minnehaha uh, in two very highly ranked teams as well to begin that Saturday action. 
Yeah, uh, we're, we're excited to get the girls involved. Um, you know, there's there's been this this girls talent in our area um, and, and in particular here at Aquinas. And, and in that girls game, you're going to see, I think, five Division One girls players in, on the court. So it'll be a really high level game. Um, I think Minnie Haas got an eighth grader that just went over a thousand points already in her career and, and Addie Mack. Um, and then obviously uh, JC Wiseroad and, and Macy Donarski here at Aquinas. So um, really looking forward to that one to, to kick things off and, and see some high level girls basketball. Action continues with your team, the Aquinas boys team taking on Bangor, both ranked uh, in the most recent with sports.net coaches poll. Um, while we have you talking about Aquinas, give us a, a little bit of a rundown on this year's Blue Golds team. Always a, a strong program, of course, going back uh, many years um, under Bronson Koenig and Conway and um, Whitehead and, and all the guys over the years. But uh, what uh, what do we need to know about this year's Blue Golds team? Yeah, this year's group is uh, is a pretty hard nosed group of, of led by a group of seniors that are coming off of a lot of success with the football program and. And they've been just putting in work over the years. So um, led by by a couple of our guards and in, in, in the wing player and Quinn Moskowski and Chris Wilson. Um, good combination of, of a kid and Chris that can really get to the basket and defend it. And a kid and Quinn who really makes us go, uh, whether he's going off the dribble or he's he's knocking down shots for us. Um, you know, he's just done an, a, a really nice job for us, uh, kind of making the team go. Um, we're a team that hasn't played our best basketball yet. Um, haven't played that complete game yet, uh, but but we continue to make progress. So um, we're hoping to, you know, a couple of good opponents here at this event and, and a good game against uh, a good opponent in Westby tonight uh, could be a good week for us to start taking some of those steps forward, hopefully. The next game on Saturday is at noon, Fox Valley Lutheran. Again, uh, off to a great start this year, taking on DeForest. Uh, both those teams do play on a Friday night as well. The 130 game finds Caledonia coming back to the lacrosse center as they will play the Wanakee Warriors. Again, one of the better teams in the Madison area. They're moving up to Division One now, but they're 11 and two as we uh, as we talk uh, as of right now. Anyway, um, a little bit of uh, change elsewhere in the schedule. Uh, we we talked about Minnehaha a little bit. They were scheduled to do two games with you this year, but unfortunately had to drop out. Um, so at the three o'clock game, it'll be Bradley Tech, Milwaukee Bradley Tech, taking on on Alaska. Uh, you know how how difficult has it been to kind of navigate this environment that we're in, where you're having to make some changes kind of at the last minute, and even uh, you know kind of still scrambling and, and working to fill some opportunities here as we talk midweek. Yeah, you know we're to use the cliche term, we're in some unprecedented times, right? And and uh, so, unfortunately, yeah, we've had some teams that, you know, aren't able to make the trip. Minnehaha Academy being one who was scheduled to play two games and, and Omaha Burke being another. We were excited to get a team from Nebraska that was excited to, to come over. Their coach had been here before when he coached in Iowa. Um, so so we, we roll with the punches and we adapt. Uh, we're, we're grateful that Wanakee was able to slot in and pick up a game. They weren't originally a part of our lineup. Um, and, and that Onalaska had the ability to add a second game and, and that they were willing to step in and, and take this Bradley Tech game and, and what should honestly be a pretty good basketball game. Um, so we'll continue to, to work on revisions, and, and it's all about the kids. It's all about the players and, and these programs and making sure they have the opportunities to compete. So while it becomes stressful and it becomes a lot of work to, 
you know, find opponents that have the ability to add games or have the flexibility in their schedule to, to come on a, on a week's notice or three days notice now uh, as we're working on it here today. Um, we're just really grateful that, that teams want to come and, and want to see the event uh, have success. And, and ultimately, it's about these kids and making sure they get their full slate of games. And by the way, that three o'clock game with Milwaukee Bradley Tech, um, they have a senior, Learick Davis. Uh, of course, none of the Milwaukee teams played last year, unfortunately, and really impacted you know what what his options might be at the next level. But if you're looking for someone to uh, get excited about, to be excited watching play, there's not many better than him. He's one of the best high flyers, best dunkers in the state of Wisconsin. Um, Milwaukee Bradley Tech is six and four, but they've had a tough schedule. Don't let that don't sleep on that three o'clock game because Learick Davis can put on a show for sure. The, um, the video, the video that he's got out there right now from some of his early games this season is is unprecedented, man. I haven't seen many kids that have pulled off some of the stuff that he's done on tape this year. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing him get up and down the court. As you said, uh, maybe a little bit of a schedule change coming at 430, where originally Omaha Burke was scheduled to play Eau Claire Memorial. There's some shuffling going on uh, potentially with that one and maybe a later game. But the six o'clock game should be really, really good. Minneapolis North, the top ranked 2A team in the state of Minnesota, taking on Council Bluffs, Lincoln, Iowa, uh, the second ranked team in their 4A uh, at least the last ones that I had seen. Um, Minneapolis North uh, has a really good team. They've got a D1 senior, Willie Wilson, no relation, by the way. And Council <laughs> Bluffs Lincoln has an Iowa commit, Josh Dix. So, you know, that's certainly one of the marquee matchups on the schedule this year, I think. Yeah, absolutely. We're really looking forward to that one. Um, Josh is a special player. He, he He's a longer wing player that can go off the dribble and, and can score from the outside. And and uh, they just have a really nice program. I remember watching their run to the state tournament last year as, as, uh, as, as they made their journey down to, to Des Moines for the state tournament. And I was really impressed with them. And, and that's what got me to reach out to these guys. And, and I was really happy that they accepted the invitation. And I think Minneapolis North, Coach McKenzie runs such a phenomenal program over there. And, and what he does for those kids is, is amazing. Uh, really, really looking forward to this one. But you know, as, as you and I are talking here, uh, I just got some of the final text messages to be able to, to let in on, on what our, our revised schedule looks like. Um, that 430 game, Eau Claire Memorial is now going to play West Salem, which I think will end up being a really nice matchup uh, between a couple of nice ranked teams, uh, a couple of top five teams in their respective divisions. Um, and we're going to get Holman into the mix uh, to come into the nine o'clock game and play La Crescent. So uh, Holman and with some schedule flexibility there, able to pick up that game and and uh, complete our lineup for us and keep us keep us with a full slate of good competitive games. So, um, yeah, absolutely excited that these teams are willing to work with us like this. And great to have a certainly a full schedule of games uh, as of right now. That we hope that stays uh, stays the case. Obviously, nine games on Saturday, three on. Friday night. A couple uh, nightcaps on Saturday, though. The 7.30 game will be Owatonna, Minnesota, who's off to a good start, taking on Catholic Memorial, one of the top five teams in Division Three in the state of Wisconsin. And then, as you said, a little bit of adjustment on that last game, La Crescent, just across the river in Minnesota, taking on Holman to uh, to close things out. So looking forward to a great uh, couple days of basketball. And I know there's, uh, again, a lot that goes into this, and you have some great sponsors as well. 
um, as somebody that has gone to the event a number of times over the years, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to make it at some point this year, pending uh, pending schedule and, and whatever else. I'm excited to get back to your hospitality area, Coach. Uh, the Big Boar <laughs> Barbecue back there, uh, the best hospitality room I've ever been in. Um, but want to give you a chance to uh, to give a shout out to them and, and some of the other partners and sponsors that you're working with to have this uh, such a great event there at the Lacrosse Center. Yeah, we we are are really grateful for the support of all of our sponsors. They're listed on our website. They'll be posted on our social media channels throughout the week here. And and while while fans are in town or or as they're looking to fulfill their needs for different services, obviously we encourage them to support those those companies. Uh, this year's event, uh, the, the, our, our title sponsor is Cloudy Investments and Insurance Services. We're just extremely grateful for them for stepping up and and helping to shoulder the load to make this event possible. Um, uh, Mike's Mike Clouty's son, Jonathan played for us here at Aquinas a few years back and has been just a great supporter of, of our program, of our schools and, and ultimately of this event, Mike has helped with media relations in the past and some of those things with the event. So really, really grateful for him and his team at, at Clouty Investments. Uh, but yeah, our hospitality room, Big Boar will be back with their, with their famous pulled pork and, and, uh, barbecue sides, those types of things. But we have a two-day event this year, Travis. So we needed to to uh, have some hospitality on on uh, Friday night as well. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna bring in um, some catering from our friends uh, over at Barachos. Uh, so we're gonna throw a fiesta on Friday night, and the coaches and officials and media members that are there will have a good uh, taco bar and, and chips and queso and stuff set out for them. So two great nights of food for those that are able to join us and support the event. Sounds good. And for people that want to attend, what are some some things they should be aware of? Uh, you know, best places to park, things to do down by the Lacrosse Center. If maybe they're not familiar with that area, um, yeah, are concessions yeah. available? Like, you know, kind of what's that game day experience like from a fan's perspective? Yeah. So inside the Lacrosse Center, uh, you know, there's concessions available from the Lacrosse Center. Um, so there's there's no carry-ins or anything like that, but but you're able to get concessions from the Lacrosse Center. Uh, your ticket price is good for all day, right? So you can come and go as you please throughout the day. And, and downtown Lacrosse is is a a great spot for this event. There's there's restaurants and bars. There's ice cream and shopping, like all all right there within walking distance. Um, all our hotel partners are right there within walking distance, and and number of teams and fans that have already filled those up. Um, so by all means, you know, go get some lunch downtown Lacrosse. Come back, enjoy the next game. Um, should be, should be a great, great experience that way. In terms of parking, there's free parking ramps all the way around the lacrosse center. So, uh, we ask any of the fans that are coming to take advantage of those ramps. And then we've got a, a designated bus parking and, 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 you know, area for our teams to enter on the backside of the arena. But, but I just think fans are really going to, uh, enjoy the, the newly renovated lacrosse center and, and they just have all the amenities now. And it's a really a top-notch facility uh, for, for the state of Wisconsin. Well, coach, we know you've got a lot going on, getting ready for, uh, your regular basketball games with the Aquinas boys basketball team and getting ready for the Midwest players classic this weekend at the lacrosse center. Again, you can check out a full schedule. You can check out all the information you need and a preview with some uh, tidbits about all of these teams on Wisports.net. We will be updating that with uh, most current records, most current rankings that are available. And you can find all that good stuff at uh, wisports.net. We're happy to, to partner with the Midwest Players Classic and Coach Reinhardt 
to uh, to do some statewide promotion. So, Coach, we appreciate you joining us. We uh, we hope everything goes off well without a hitch. There's no weather that the schedule stays set. And going to be a huge weekend of basketball there at the Lacrosse Center. Thanks, Travis. Appreciate it. There you go. If you're a high school basketball fan in the state of Wisconsin and looking for something to do this weekend, it doesn't get much better than that event there at the Lacrosse Center, the Midwest Players Classic. Uh, again, some outstanding teams, outstanding players going to be represented, and it's going to be a big day of high school basketball. You can follow updates. Uh, not 100% uh, who from our staff will be covering it quite yet. Still working on some planning, but either myself or Mark Miller will be at that event on Saturday to provide updates and coverage, so you can make sure to check that out. And, of course, we'll have uh, box scores and, and all that good stuff uh, on wissports.net as well. And if there's any does happen to be any changes, which, knock on wood, cross fingers, whatever else you got to do, uh, that there is not changes still. Um, but if there are, we will certainly be able to, to, uh, to communicate those out to you. And, uh, again, looking forward to a great day of basketball there at the Midwest Players Classic. And, and not the last event that's coming up. There's still some in-season events on, on Saturdays, uh, getting fewer and farther between, further between, um, as we move out of the holiday season and into the grind of conference schedules, into preparations uh, for uh, you know, the postseason coming up here in the next few weeks. But uh, there's, there's still a few here and there on, uh, on some multi-team Saturday-type events. Before we wrap up, one more reminder to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. But that'll do it for today. Uh, good conversation with Coach Reinhardt and, uh, and lots of good stuff going on in high school basketball. We'll have some more next week. We'll get into some conversations uh, with Norbert on, uh, on Girls Hoops, get an update on what's going on there. So be sure to check it out on wisports.net and on the WSN podcast. But until then, this has been a WSN podcast. I am Travis Wilson. We'll see you at a game.